Welcome to the Living Joyfully Podcast, where we talk about the intricacies of being in relationship with the people in our lives. Let's dig deep, challenge paradigms, choose connection, and live joyfully. Hello, and welcome to the Living Joyfully Podcast. We are excited you found us and are interested in exploring our relationships and who we are in them, out of them, and what that means for how we choose to move through the world. And in today's episode, we are going to talk about connection. (laughs) So connecting with another person on an emotional level creates a feeling of being in alignment with them, of understanding and appreciating each other in that moment. Regularly cultivating connections with someone builds a stronger and stronger relationship with them. You get to know and understand each other better. You come to anticipate their needs and they yours. So for me, how connected I'm feeling to another person is kind of a barometer of our relationship. If I'm feeling disconnected, I more purposefully seek out connecting moments with them. So a connecting moment might be sharing an activity together from watching a movie, going for a walk, playing a game whatever feels good together. (laughs) But the really important piece for it to be connecting uh, is that the other person needs to enjoy it. This was something that I had to learn along the way. It's not particularly connecting for me to cajole my partner into going for a walk with me if they don't enjoy walks. They will likely spend a good chunk of that time looking forward to it being over rather than enjoying Uh, each other's company, right? They will just have that in the back of their mind. You know, have we walked long enough? Have we walked far enough? When's time to turn back? (laughs) So if I want to connect with someone, whether it be a partner, child, friend, it is helpful to suggest an activity that they enjoy. They will also feel seen and heard by that. Oh, they know how much I love to go for a walk, yay, or to play that game, yay, etc. right? That will help them feel seen as the person they are by me. Because connecting with another person really is about seeing and celebrating them for who they are, not who I wish they were. That is a subtle but very important difference. <laughs> In that space of enjoying an activity together, often we can both chat more freely and openly, learning more about what's up in each other's days, sharing what we've been enjoying and what challenges we may be feeling. That is connecting with them. It doesn't need to be anything big, doesn't need to be anything special, but doing things together that we enjoy opens up that space for connecting and conversations and sharing little pieces of ourselves with each other. So what does connection look like for you, Anna? You know, I'm excited to talk about connection. (laughs) Um, I keep connection as a lens for just about everything. (laughs) You know, I often ask myself, you know, is what I'm about to say or do going to enhance or harm my connection with this person? And if I'm honest about that and act from a place of choosing connection, conflicts are avoided, the lines of communication remain open. Because here's the thing. So I'm choosing to be in relationship with this person. I love them. I want us to enjoy our time together. So I want to take ownership of who I am. I want to act from a place of being the person that I want to be. And for me, that person is kind and compassionate and extends unconditional regard to my loved ones. 
Do I fall short of that sometimes? Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. But if I keep connection as the lens, if I check in about my actions before acting, I can choose to be that person more and more and it becomes easier and easier. The other thing about being connected is that, that I want to talk about is that we're on the same team. I talk to a lot of couples who are approaching disagreements or meeting their needs as basically this zero sum game. <laughs> so when instead we keep con our connection at the forefront, we're able to approach problems and meeting each other's needs as a puzzle that we're solving together. We're on the same side. We can give each other that generous assumption, which is basically we love each other. We're in this together. We want to help each other feel seen and heard. We want each of our needs to be met. Coming from that place leaves a world of possibilities that we cannot see when we're tunneling in and defending our own needs without regard for the other in this kind of opposing opposite and volleying back and forth the defend and, you know, receive. Yeah, exactly. Feeling connected with another person really does feel like we're on the same team. I love that. We are in alignment. We want to help each other get our needs met and work toward accomplishing our goals for me, that feeling of being on the same team makes all the difference in our interactions, in our connection. Conflicts or even just conversations aren't that back and forth of offense and defense and winner and loser and how many times have they won and how many times have I lost, et cetera. It is just a team effort in creatively trying to meet everyone's needs and wishes and help each other along. That just feels so much better too. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I also wanted to mention is that sometimes our attempts at connection may not land with the other person. They may even go sideways, like, what the heck? That is totally okay. Like, really, that's okay. It is not a failure. We don't need to take that personally as an attack on us. Again, like offense defense. Right, right. In fact, same team, when you bring that lens, we can often use that to learn a bit more about them, right? Oh, you know, what was it about that thing? Was it the, the activity that they weren't interested in? Were they busy with somebody or something that's important to them? Maybe they're stressed about something that's going on in their life, like a work issue. Something else has their focus. So it doesn't need to be a rejection of us. It's like, oh, there's other things going on in our life. And we can be so quick. We can really be so quick to take everything <laughs> personally. Right. True. <laughs> I definitely know that I can. But when I can take that moment to remember, no, it doesn't need to be about me per se. What else is going on? It is so interesting. And it is so often that's really the case. They're not like trying to piss us off or try to make us feel bad. None of not that about us at all, usually. <laughs> right. Exactly. Or in that moment, maybe we can learn a bit about ourselves or maybe both, right? Maybe we put outsized expectations on the other person. Maybe we didn't end up enjoying the activity and we're the one who's distracted instead of engaged in the moment. Maybe we were tired, like we just felt like we needed to do this thing and we kind of pushed ourselves to try and connect with them. But in the end, it didn't turn out very well for us. Life happens. We learn from that experience and we try again. We are always learning. There is just so much about each other when we're talking about relationships. There's so much to learn because we are different. 
in each moment. Like when we're tired, we're different in that moment. The things that we can do are different. Uh, the, the conversations that we can have, but being more open and honest about those moments, it is so helpful for relationships. And it also helps to be open to noticing when your partner or your trial, child is trying to connect with you, mm-hmm. right? And try to be responsive at those, in those moments. If we are stuck in our heads, it can feel like we're the only one prioritizing the relationship, right? We feel like we're the only ones inviting and inviting. But if we can notice so often, we may not realize what it is at first, but when they invite us to join them, chances are they are looking to connect with us. And it may look very different than how we might want to connect with them, but a connection is just as valuable either way. And in fact, it enhances relationship when the connections go both ways. And there's a term that we toss around. We learned about last year or so, was it? Bids for connection. You want to talk about that a little bit more? (laughs) I definitely want to touch about bids for connection. Um, I think the idea comes from the Gottman Institute. Um, The funny thing about them is they don't always look straightforward. Like, hey, I want to feel closer to you now. Sometimes it looks like picking a fight or a grumpy comment. Sometimes it looks like asking for something that we can do ourselves. Hey, can you get me water? Even though you have to walk in front of me to go get the water (laughs) that I'm asking for, you know, sometimes it looks like pulling away or getting quiet, you know, and as we learn more about each other, we see the bids for what they are and the underlying need that they're trying to meet. And then we can check in and respond with kindness. And that can open up the lines of communication and avoid a situation where people don't feel heard. You know, love languages can also play a role here. Knowing how we give and receive love can help make sure that we're putting out what we're putting out as love is being received as such. But with the bids, like you said, it's so interesting because like we'll be in our heads about, I want to make this relationship better. And maybe that person's telling us a story from work and we're actually still in our head thinking we're not doing relationship things, you know, or we're not doing the thing, the way it looks like in our head, but really that wanting to share that bit from work or the child wanting to share the bit about their game, you know, that is the bid for connection. That is them wanting to bring us into their world. And so we just, you know, for me, I just want to keep really open to that. I just want to be open so that I'm seeing that in the people that are around me that I love and that I'm, I'm acknowledging that and I'm responding. And yes, like you said earlier, sometimes we have capacity issues to deal with, you know, sometimes there just isn't enough or the time is not right or we're tired. But I find even in those situations, when I see the bid, I'm able to acknowledge the bid, even if I can't dive in fully to maybe what they're needing for them in that moment, it's so much better than brushing it off, you know? Yes, when you can acknowledge it and be a bit transparent by saying, that's wonderful. I love that. I can't wait to join you or I can't wait to hear that story. I'm just really tired right now. Can we do it in the morning? Can we do it after I've had a nap? Or I'm just going to sit here and have a tea or a coffee for a few minutes, you know, to acknowledge so that they feel seen and heard in that moment. And there was one other thing that came up. Oh, yes. So as we've been talking this whole time about connection and you touched on this, and I think it's super important, is the idea that we can have these visions in our head of what being in relationship means. And it can mean all sorts of fancy things in our head, right? We can have these visions of 
going, we, we need to go out on a date every week. Right. We need to go outside of the house, you know, all these pieces. And the everyday connection doesn't count. Right. Yeah. Right. Truly in the everyday connection, that is the foundation. Those mm-hmm. are the connections that we're building. It doesn't mean we don't do the, the bigger things. It just means the relationship isn't on hold between the bigger things. Exactly. <laughs> and this is what we were talking about that I said, you know, in the first episode that we're going to keep repeating. It's like that outside voice, because I think, you know, we come into maybe from movies, maybe from, you know, whatever, that we have this idea of what relationships look like. But it really is the everyday of just sharing the ups and downs and, and getting the things done around the house and just moving through our days together that builds that foundation that then we can do all these other fun things and big things because the reality is the big fun things are going to be sprinkled throughout our year but they're not making if that's what we're kind of pinning our hopes on that's not going to get us through so we have to figure out how to keep that connection alive and rich and wonderful in those everyday moments and it is listening for those bids it is being available Yes. And just think for a moment, um, when you have that connection going throughout your days, your every days, you're already pretty well connected when those bigger moments come. And how much more fun are those when you're already connected instead of thinking, exactly. okay, let's get it there. <laughs> go, like kind of relearn each other for our weekend. Right. Right. Let's reconnect finally. Right. And isn't that why some of those things go awry? You know, like sometimes we have this idea, like we're going to have this amazing date or we're going to take this amazing trip and then it ends up falling flat. But I think so much of that is because maybe we haven't been tending to those pieces in between. And so we're kind of pinning our hopes on this big time away or this big thing and it falls a little bit short. So yeah, I think that's super interesting to kind of watch for and think about. Yes, yes. Okay, so I have some questions to share for people to ponder as they're exploring connections um, alongside all the ones we've already talked about. (laughs) But so what does connection with another person feel like for you? What are some ways you might connect with the people in your family? What do they love to do? What do you love to do? What do you love together to do together? How can these different things overlap? It doesn't always need to be kind of one thing and sitting on the couch together or playing a game together. Those are all perfectly wonderful ways to connect. How do you typically react when an attempt to connect a bid for connection from someone else? Um, Oh, no. Connect with someone that we're putting out goes unexpectedly. Okay. So when you offer up, Oh, let's, Let's sit down and have a coffee together or a tea together. Like, and they say, no, how do you typically react? How does that feel? Would that change if you framed it as learning something new about them? Oh, I didn't know they were really into the thing they were doing. Oh, I didn't know that thing, you know, went strange at work today. And you're really worried about that. Because those things going awry are actually opportunities to learn more. And then again, Let's think about the bits for connection coming the other way. When people just keep an eye open for that over the next little while. Um, I love what you said, that the bids don't always look perfect. Let's do this together. (laughs) It can be, oh my gosh, I had such a rough day at work. I want to vent about it. 
Like that is a bid for connection. That is some support another person is looking for. And we can learn more about their lives. It can be a child, you know, really frustrated about something that went wrong and what they're trying to do. And they come to you. That's a bid for connection for some support in what they are looking to do. Maybe, maybe it's the infamous, I'm bored, you know? Right, right. <laughs> looking to chat with somebody for a while. Like there's so many possibilities when you just open up and start looking for what might potentially be bits for connections, opportunities for connection. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate you being here with us as we explore ways to improve our relationships and understand ourselves better. You can find us on Instagram at Living Joyfully Podcast and join us next week as we dig deep, challenge paradigms, choose connection, and live joyfully.